Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve ourselves and our community. Today, we start an episode in a series on growth work. And so these, for each type, is going to be um, a little difficult and it's going to seem either counterintuitive or very very, um, opposite of your natural ego. So it should be quite challenging, some of the things we're going to hear in this episode. I also take a a different approach and talk a little bit more about different things of each um, type. And so today we're going to start out with the type 8 intro. Let's get it. So much of the information um, that I'm going to talk about, that I'm going to use today, comes from uh, my teacher Ginger's book, The Art of Typing, which is a great book. All right, and so general type description for the eight. What we're talking about here, I'm going to talk about the attention focus that eights uh, generally have. Besides the fact that eights come in a room and they see power and they notice the power dynamics going on, it's kind of like they have a scale of power and they can look at someone like a video game and say, hmm, where's the power lie within this person? How much do they have? Uh, They also have an attention and a focus to... um, really natural focus for what's inauthentic and fake so they're I guess you would say receptors are naturally looking for what's authentic and what's fake and so I'm not going to go deep into that on this episode of how that can be a pro and a con depending on um, how healthy um, or unhealthy an eight is but if you notice an eight is always looking for fakeness or inauthenticity within somebody um, in different situations The next thing we have, each type has a false identity in a sense that um, we have the ego has somehow created and built um, this identity, which is trying to get something that we truly want to be, but it does the opposite for us. And so the false identity is going to be the ego's projection and more or less our personality and what we project to others, even though that's not necessarily um, gets to the core of what we truly want. And so for the eight, the false identity is false strength. So here's the thing. A lot of times um, eights are seen as strong. Eights are seen as boss. Eights are seen as challengers, um, active controller uh, on some uh, different types of tests. But the thing is, that false strength is its a mask for what's under there. And the real strength comes from being able to be vulnerable and being able to um, express how you truly feel and not just that layer of anger that sits on top of how you truly feel beneath that, which you actually are protecting through the anger. The worldview for the eight. The powerful take advantage of the weak. I must change this. 
And so there's always this thought for eights that the powerful people are taking advantage of the weak. I must stop this. Eights, the things they are passionate about, they stand up for fiercely, if you know an eight in your life, which I'm pretty sure you do. Um, they fiercely stand up for the people uh, in groups of people that they believe have been treated bad, wrong, or marginalized. That's upside and the downside. The issue with that one and on the downside is that they tend to become the powerful person taking advantage of someone else trying to protect the weak. And so it's a battle there. It's, it's a really tricky um, battle going on there. Um, the ego ideal. This is another part of how the ego um, tries to help the person see themselves. And so the ego ideal for the eight is the powerful person. Always invincible and forceful, never weak or cowardly. And so that is um, generally what the eight is going to be projecting to people, whether they want to or not. The ego sometimes is so compulsive is that it's showing off that they're the powerful person. They can be the intimidating person and the aggressive person, but they're never going to see them be weak or cowardly in any sense. And so that's what the ego is projecting through their personality towards others. The unmet longing for eight is to regain lost purity and goodness while still feeling strong and vital. It's that innocence. And so eights, somewhere in their childhood, they lost a sense of innocence, of purity, of goodness. Um, something bad happened, um, something usually maybe abusive, um, from physical to verbal to all kinds of things. Um, Eights, a lot of times when they were younger, were bullied. Um, and so that's why they have the strong exterior, because they never want to feel that way again, which is the scary part. But what they really want is to get to the point where they can show that purity, where they can regain that goodness, where they can get that innocence it is, and still feel strong while they're able to do that, which is very important to them. Thirst and avoidance. Each type has something that they thirst for and something that they avoid within themselves. Uh, the Enneagram 8's ego thirsts for control and justice. As an 8, if they are able to control a situation, says the ego, then they can trust the situation and then they feel safe and then they feel protected. And so they're good. They're, they're good if they can control when, they, when they're not in control or feel that they're not in control, it's a scary place because it makes them feel vulnerable, which leads to their avoidance, which is feeling vulnerable or weak. And so that's um, one, of the strong, one of the most interesting things when I talk to a lot of eights or work with eights, they say, I'm pretty vulnerable. And I said, no, not for the eight. The eight's vulnerability is different. It's not just being able to talk about extreme topics with ease because eights can. They can, talk about, they can talk about things that typically are sensitive to most people um, or people don't want to discuss or they think it's like not able to talk about. Eights can talk about that just fine. Vulnerability for the eight is, like I said before, it's actually discussing what painful emotion is under the anger that they are expressing about something. And so it may come out as anger, but it may be hurt. It may come out as anger, but it may be sadness. It may come out as anger, but it's actually fear. So it's actually getting to that point and being able to communicate that 
in a way that doesn't come off always as anger. And so that's really, really impactful. And for a lot of eights who are Christians, when you are weak, he is strong. Have to remember that. All right. Also, one of the reasons why they thirst for justice is because they hate the feeling of feeling hurt, feeling um, belittled, feeling um, abused. And so they are very passionate about making sure other people don't feel that way as well. And that's why they go so hard and so passionate about protecting other people. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. The thought pattern. So the thought pattern is a, like the fixation of the number. And I, the book uses thought pattern, which I think is better for our um, language because we don't necessarily use some of the older language, which is vice and virtue and um, fixation. So we use more of things that sound better, which is like, to me, thought pattern. The thought pattern for the eight is vengeance. It's how do I rebalance all the wrong that has been done through thoughts of anger, blame, and intimidation? And so this is one of those unconscious things that goes on in the eight's brain, which is tricky because it's happening and a lot of times until you put a word to it or a name to it and become aware of it, you don't even know that your brain is fixated on doing that. And so now eights are thinking constantly, vengeance, how do I rebalance things, especially when people have been wrong? The emotional pattern. The emotional pattern, which is also the vice or the passion, and when the ego is triggered, this is what eights go towards. So ego triggers are something that um, for the eight makes them feel vulnerable in some type of way. And um, or it's getting past their personality and it's starting to touch those real emotions, those raw emotions that are there. And so the emotional pattern for the eight is lust for intensity. And so eights go hard. And so the lust of intensity, lust for intensity is excessiveness in almost all the things that they do. It's an all or none. Most people hear all of none and think I go hard for what I am doing, whereas eights go over hard on their activities. This allows eights to avoid and deny feelings of vulnerability and weakness. So this is a part that's really tough for eights because eights actually avoid dealing with those um, feelings of weakness by doing things super duper hard. And so they not only work out super duper hard, they do their work super duper hard. They do everything super duper hard or they don't do it at all. 
And a lot of times their relationships are like that. It's like, I really, really care about you or I don't care about you at all. It's an all or none type of thing. And this is something that eights uh, have to look at, sit back and really work on. Because it's a little different from the Enneagram 1, but similar at the same time where the Enneagram 1 is more black and white with their thinking. Eights are more all or none with their thinking and the way that they do things. And so they have to come out of that. There is a, a gradient scale and a range and a spectrum in which eights have to learn um, to utilize in relational situations, work situations, and in doing different things in life. Oh, and also that intensity a lot of time leads them to being sick. Um, they go so hard on something until the point that they get sick, either emotionally, physically, or mentally. So that's another issue um, eights can have as well. So the path to integration for the eight, and this is mentioned a little bit earlier, it's going to be for eights to actually get in their feelings. Uh, in their vulnerability and their weaknesses. Um, it's going to be huge for them to actually pause and slow down because eights move so fast and have so much energy. But it's going to be super important for eights to slow down doing things. You can do things but be consistent and you don't have to be overly intense about things. And then it's going to be getting to those feelings. And it's really tough for eights. And people don't understand. Eights go so hard in public and in different arenas because um, for them to grow, it is, it is extremely, extremely tough because they have to do the opposite. And instead of going in and using strength and aggressiveness and anger to get the things they want, they have to be gentle and weak um, and allow... Uh, those things to come forward within their life and sit in those feelings of vulnerability, which is so tough for an eight. Because if you think about a person who has somehow been hurt in the past and who is trying to protect themselves, who have been really hurt in the past and trying to protect themselves with all their might, they're afraid of what that feeling was when they were hurt back then. They still know it's there. And they fight tooth and nail to not get there. But part of it for an eight is going to be being able to get there and making sure you're around people who allow you to be vulnerable and who don't make fun of you and who don't put you in a place where you're hurt again so you just wall back up and become aggressive. And so one of the things for the eights I also want to let you know is that um, eights have a tendency to make things bigger than they are. A lot of times, eight have a tendency to make issues or things they're passionate about bigger than the people that they're working with. And so that's one thing eights really have to work on. When the issue is so big, when something you're so passionate about, an issue, uh, a decision, um, something going on at, at work, you have to be careful and not make that issue bigger than the person that you are actually talking to. Because eights, it's easy for eights to do that because they've been so passionate that it's like the issue crushes that there's another person who matters within the room or with them there. So that's something you definitely have to work on um, as an eight. It can be very tough. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. 
Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Right, here are some practical ways. First, I would say definitely get an Enneagram coach and a therapist. That's the very first practical thing, I know. Uh, the next thing for eights, I would say meditate. And I would say meditate on uh, the word for eight, unity. How do, as, how do you bring unity to yourself and to the situations you are angry about? Not just how do you get vengeance, not just how do you overcome, not just how do you go against, not just how do you overpower, um, outwill, outwork everything, but how do you bring unity to the situation? This requires Ace to think of how do I work with people and myself to accomplish goals and objectives. Eights are super known for being individualistic and doing it all on their own. And I don't need help to do this. I can do it myself. But if you're really going to accomplish things that are big and great for the people you're passionate about, you have got to incorporate other people and not just people that you like and love. You've got to incorporate people who don't 100% agree with you or who don't 100% have the same ideas or plans and decisions. How do you bring them on board and mesh that with your idea? Next, another practical way is find an activity that allows you to utilize some of that energy that you have, but does not allow you to overly intensely use it. Um, Something like yoga or Tai Chi, or there's a myriad of different um, activities that you can do that are, um, that use energy, physical energy, but that do not allow you to necessarily have to go so intense into what you're doing. And also with the meditation, I forgot to mention this. If you've never meditated before, which if you are eight, you may have tried and was like, this is lame, this is boring. Um, Or you may have never done it because it was like, why would I do that? I'm not doing anything. So what something you should do is I'm not, you know, saying like take an hour out of day and meditate. That's just too much unless you're one of those people. Um, But basically what I'm saying is that sit down. And um, a comfortable but not too comfortable position in a chair or on the floor, depending on where you are. And um, I would say palms up on your, like your legs, your knees, and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you're breathing in, make sure that your diaphragm and your stomach are being um, fully, um, fully pushed out. Uh, So that you're getting all of the um, energy, you're you're touching all the parts of the body, the anxiety and everything, because that's a lot of times it can reside in different places and people. But this allows you to really become focused on the present moment and what's really going on with your body, because a lot of times eights don't know exactly what's going on with their body. They're just going. And so they're neglecting to really feel how their body is doing. And so when you're doing this, um, think about the word unity. And think about it as it um, fills your whole body. 
think about unity as it starts to fill your whole body from your feet all the way to your head, to your heart, to inside of your head and the different places. You're breathing in unity, you're breathing out unity. So think about that and why those thoughts are going on because you're like unity, unity, unity. Um, think about how you can bring unity with yourself because you are sometimes divided. And that uh, division is between you wanting to look strong and you wanting to be innocent and people not to see you as aggressive and intimidating and all these different things. But the truth is, until you provide unity uh, within yourself and you reconcile that with your inner child who was hurt, you're not going to be able to get to the point where people can see that beautiful, loving, um, be able to be soft, open, warm person who's not always out here, who's just ultra passionate about everything, aggressive, pushing people away, talking bad to people, um, and all of these different things. And so till you bring that unity to yourself, it's going to be really hard for you to get to the point where you really want to get to. Um, because most eights, they don't want to be perceived as that intimidating, bossy, mean type of person that people can see them as. But mirror, mirror on the wall, you have to remember that your ego is pushing out things that you may not be wanting to get back because people just reflect a lot of times what they see from you. All right, so, so here's one question to ask yourself, which you can do daily, and which is simple, or even in situations where anger um, is rising. Uh, you can say, what feeling is beneath my anger right now? So being able to ask your que your, yourself this question repeatedly, um, especially when you notice you are getting upset and be like, what feeling is beneath this anger? What feeling is beneath this anger? What feeling is beneath this anger? When you're able to identify that feeling, that's going to be a part of your growth because it's going to slow you down. Aids are intuitive and they are in a somatic body triad. And so the intelligence and so they have the quickest reacting intuitiveness of all types. It's like it's like super supercharged in a sense. And it's just ready to go. So when something happens, I mean, it's like, whoo, it's, uh, it's like a supercharged engine. Like, you know, you put your, your, your foot down just a little bit. It's going really far, really fast. And so for um, the eight, they have to get into more of, okay, what am I really feeling But beneath this anger? And so that does two things. That helps to integrate their um, emotional heart center, but also their thinking center, which slows you down, which helps you to make a wiser decision. It helps you to think about, hmm, okay, I feel this way. Can I communicate that right now? How I really feel, not just in an angry way, but can I communicate in a way that shows vulnerability, but it's the truth. And just because I'm vulnerable doesn't mean um, in a sense that I am, quote unquote, weak or can be taken advantage of. I'm just displaying how I really feel so that hopefully we can actually make a real change and difference here uh, in this conversation or this decision. So that's going to be super important. I just think it's super important. Um, some of the things I mentioned in there that uh, you look at and work on and slow down some. Like I said, I super duper recommend that eights get an Enneagram coach. And I say this because a lot of times um, there's good therapists, there's bad therapists, there's good counselors, there's bad counselors, all that, right? Um, but the thing about, I would say, eights and sevens and different types a lot of times, if you do not end up getting like a good counselor or a person who's a um, good therapist who's good at really figuring out you and being able to work with you, 
a lot of times you can waste time going in circles um, of how to deal with certain situations, whereas an Enneagram coach can be like, oh, you're eight? Okay. Let's work from there. And so that way it cuts through a lot. It just it just like a shortcut to actually working on and working through some of the issues that we all deal with. And so for the eight especially, because it's you, you go so hard and um, eights are doers. And so being able having a coach that's able to look at them and say, hmm, okay, I got to get you to a point where you're able to not only trust me, but you're able to be vulnerable with me and I can slow you down some to help you actually deal with some of those things and create that unity in yourself and outside of yourself so you can get where you want to. Because I think eights are eights are misunderstood in so many different ways. Um, and it's it's kind of it's for me. Understand the Enneagram, it's so painful to see an eight when they're misunderstood because they're so passionate about different things and to see um, how people a lot of times put them in a box and put them aside or just that angry person and don't take their opinion into view sometimes because of their intensity. Um, and I say it again, especially for women or people of color a lot of times, um, it's painful for me to see that, and I hate that. And so what I really uh, love to do is make sure that eights have the tools and the growth work they need because when eights decide to do that growth work, I mean, there's no stopping them from growing. There's no stopping them from growing. And they can do it fast when they decide, like, I want to grow. I'm serious about this, and I love it. So for my eights out there, um, please start doing that growth work because you are so vital to actually creating justice in this world. So... Make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do growth-wise so that you can actually get some of those actual goals done without having to tear down everything outside of you where you can build things with people and still move them towards some of the good goals of defending and protecting the people who need it in this world. Thank you so much for listening. So that's all I have for this episode. Um, please rate, subscribe, and share. That is Rate, which helps others find the show. Subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel information can benefit someone you know. If you need, if you need personal Enneagram life coaching or career coaching, I do those both through my organization, Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting, LLC. You can contact me at, at kaizencareers.com, Milton at kaizencareers.com, or 901-334-1644. Also... If you would like to be a patron supporter uh, like Brandon from Alaska or like Shay from Austin, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The patron community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. And I'm all about education and practical application. So I drop a lot of times things that each type can do that'll be practical um, and educational at the same time for their type to be more aware. If you're in the Memphis area, if you're in the Memphis area, follow Enneagram 901 on Instagram because uh, we have different events um, throughout the year. We have Enneagram conversations at coffee shops. Uh, we have uh, workshops and panels and all these different fun things. So stay tuned in that. Follow there. And last thing before you go, do it for the gram podcast.com. If you go there and subscribe, you get a free gift and it's a PDF of each number. You can also uh, read some really, really good blog posts um, from different people who are talking about their Enneagram journey and their type. Um, and so, AIDS, when you're in a situation you're about to blow up, remember, slow down, think, what am I feeling beneath this? Communicate that if you can so you can make a better choice and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. 
see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.